Welcome to Keeping Curious, the podcast that explores creative living through conversations with artists, designers and anyone in between. So whether you're just starting out, feeling stuck or a little lonely in the studio, I'm here to keep you company and keep you curious. Today I'm in the kitchen of Kim Von Koltz. I think probably the easiest way to start is what is your current creative practice? How would you describe yourself? I've had a quick look on the website. but Okay, well at the moment I'm a little bit obsessed with light painting which is a form of long exposure photography um which isn't what I've always like creatively I've kind of explored all sorts of different things anything that kind of tickles my fancy at the time from from making costumes or painting murals or uh doing weird photo shoots where we all dress up and become characters in a forest or something and then and then it's kind of evolved until we kind of uh, how did we get back into light painting it's something I explored when I was in my teens when we were shooting on film but then it was quite expensive so nowadays with digital it's it's much easier so we kind of got back into it it's like we we did some nudes I think it was we went to this abandoned building or actually it's not completely abandoned it's like this it's kind of semi-derelict but somebody had bought it and they're in the process of turning it into a community centre. And the top floor was just this empty, massive, old factory floor with, like, broken windows and the floor was falling apart. And it was just columns and weird Bauhaus architecture. And in the middle of this derelict floor was this yurt that they'd built because it wasn't actually waterproof up there. So they'd made this yurt so that they could hang hang out on the top floor. And we were, like, just... We went to visit it and we were totally inspired. We were like, oh, we should do some photos here. So... Me and a few friends went there and we did light painting. But not how I do light painting now, just how I had... I didn't know that it existed as such a genre, massive thing as I as I know now. At the time, it was just like what I'd experienced before, which was just using a torch instead of a flash to light the, the models. Yeah. So we kind of took it in turns and photographed each other and then we started experimenting around and all of us, there were probably five or six of us and we all just loved it. And then from there, it kind of became a little bit of an obsession, but it was still just working with female nudes. Um, so I was like, oh, we should do light painting, we should do light painting, who wants to pose kind of thing. It was a little bit difficult because people are not that brave <laughs> when it comes to things like that. Yeah. So at the beginning it was a little bit difficult because I was like really focused on this one particular style of work until I, I Googled it, I guess, and I was like, oh my God, what is out there in this world of light painting. It's like, it's it, it's still a bit niche and it's still a bit kind of low-key, but it's definitely getting bigger and there's like these groups and forms. I think because I, I never was really a user of Flickr, which is where most light painters who are active now kind of started or got inspired. It's not something I've ever okay. used. So so I didn't, I, I hadn't seen anybody else's work. I'd just kind of been pottering around with my own. And then I Googled it and, and yeah... How did you find that experience? Is that intimidating or was it bring it on or does that make you think Um, I need to do... Oh, it just opened, it opened the door to like all these different techniques and styles and like it made me think about it in a whole different way. Like you didn't need to have a model. Like for me, uh, photography has always been about photographing people Mm. because people interest me and I like photographing my friends, and I was always interested in fashion photography and stuff, so there was always a a person as the main subject matter. But then, 
that it doesn't have to be like that. <laughs> I always find that's almost the hardest thing when creating any artwork is the subject. Mm. Because I always knew that I wanted to express myself, but I didn't want to do abstract. But then yeah. the importance of the subject and what does it mean? Because I'm very drawn to figurative, and when I look through your well, everyone can was, relate to people. You yeah, know, everyone can. It roots it. Yeah, it's like a person. You know, you understand what a person. You know, when you start experimenting with still life, you know you're kind of alienating some people. When, when there's a person, everyone can go, ah, it's a picture of a person. Understood. Yeah. And then, I mean, obviously with light painting, it becomes very abstract very quickly, but it doesn't have to be, and it only, that's only happened more recently. At the beginning, it was still very much about taking a picture of a person. It didn't necessarily have to be the female nude anymore, <laughs> but for me, it was still definitely portrait photography that interested me even in the light painting world. Now... I did start experimenting with other things where you try different light painting techniques or different tools or, or, or just using it as like drawing, but it didn't necessarily inspire me that much until I kind of, until I discovered abandoned buildings as part of the light painting thing. It's quite how do I explain? It's quite big. A lot of people who are interested in light painting are also interested in, in, like, they try and find interesting locations. So you're drawn to unusual places and then you're constantly looking for locations. Obviously it needs to be dark, so you, you tend to kind of go exploring in places where you wouldn't normally go. But I suppose the nature of light painting it is dark, but the way that you do it is illuminating certain bits, so you want those bits yeah, to be so, so as soon as the building or the architecture is interesting... That, that then, I, I discovered that that was, for me, enough to keep me interested when I didn't have a subject matter as long as the space interested me. Like urbex, urban exploration, or just exploring derelict buildings in general, anything old and dilapidated. In Portugal, it, where my mum lives, there's a lot of like ruined houses and stuff, and, and we like to go in just to see what you can find, or just, you know, I'm still interested in taking photos during the day like unusual kind of portraity stuff like a little bit more abstract I guess in terms of portraiture like moody moody things but nothing too obvious necessarily but so so yeah it, it kind of went hand in hand this kind of looking for locations and looking for unusual places and then it would be a bonus if that place then would also work for light painting and then we'd, we'd do a little look around in a recce and then come back in the night and go go play around um but the light painting itself, from when I first... I think, I think the trigger from taking it from, oh, something we like to play around with, to, okay, this is what I'm doing now, is my boyfriend bought me a very... Or my boyfriend and my mum bought me a very expensive light painting tool um, called a pixel stick, okay. which so I don't actually use that often, but it kind of kicked me up the bum a bit to go out and actually do it and do it a lot and experiment and play and explore and and look at other people's stuff and try and figure out you know you see a picture um and you try and figure out how somebody's done it and and quite often you can't you know mm. until you you've asked or you've you've tried various things and you can kind of figure out now nowadays you I know that there's lots of groups on Facebook and people just explain these different techniques that's another really good thing about light painting is most people are really open to tell you their techniques and their ideas and how they've kind of come to to, to do what they've done. 
I've never really understood that secrecy that you get with certain art forms where no, they're just, right, they don't it? want to give away because no one could repeat it even if yeah, it's they not going to be the same. It's not it's like one about It's more fun if you share stuff. It's yeah, boring doing stuff on your you own. Get progression is yeah. like you meld all those different ideas and technologies together, and then you might find something. Yeah, no, light painting is definitely like that. If generally speaking, if you if you send a message to somebody and say, "Look, I've seen this photo that you've taken. Would you mind telling me how you did it?" Yeah, yeah, sure, this is what I did, you should try this. There's a, yeah, there's a big community and most people are always really, really willing to share their ideas and their techniques. So you mentioned nice. um, Flickr. So yeah. obviously that's viewing the artwork digitally. Do you have exhibitions of the artwork? Do you print it at all? Or Me personally, kind of no. Space? I mean, again, Flickr, I still haven't looked at Flickr. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I know other people use it all the time and I speak yeah. it. When you hear about other light paint, I go to, like, con- this sounds really gay. I go to conventions <laughs> um, and uh, like meets mm. and and like recently there was just some light painters who just invited a load of other light painters to their place and said look we should all go light painting together which was quite good and I hear other people speaking about oh I got into light painting because I saw this photo on Flickr and I was like oh wow but for me it, I, I, it was, I googled it and I discovered certain people whose work I liked and then I'd go directly to search them through Google or through their websites or Facebook quite often or Instagram. To be honest, a lot of the stuff I do is Instagram, it's just quick and easy. And, mm. But is you know. it that the image lives in the digital? Uh, is there a product? Is there something that you there is, it, Well, the problem is, uh, it's about making, you know, people who make, it costs money to print your yeah. pictures. So most people are just doing it because they enjoy doing it. I know people who've had exhibitions and I know people who have their stuff printed in magazines. There's a couple of, of light painting celebrities, so to speak, like more popular or more well-known people that, that do definitely have their work published. There's some have written books, some have um, do talks or exhibitions or workshops and stuff. Um, but that's, it's, it's like with all art, you know, unless you can afford, I mean, with painting, it's different because your painting is physical. Yeah. With digital photography, especially with light painting, because you have to do it digitally because most people can't afford to shoot film because it's so experimental. You spend hundreds of pounds on developing film and processing it and stuff and end up with only a few pictures that are actually any good. Mm. So with digital, unless you really push it or you really want to or you invest in your own exhibition and stuff, there is it's becoming now enough interest in it that, that it, it's happening. But people ask me, you know, why don't you do an exhibition? It's like, well, I don't really have a spare 500 quid to print and frame all my work. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I've, I've got a, a fair few places that would probably exhibit my work, but nobody goes, here's some money. No. <laughs> Let's have an exhibition. They go, you should have an exhibition and then, you know, you can sell your work, but that's never guaranteed. Mm. And especially in a small town like Glastonbury, I'm not in a city. I'm not, I'm not necessarily inclined to go, you know, I'm not, I don't really have the time and energy and money to spend in, in investing time to do it in a city so if I did it it would probably be here in Glastonbury and and most people that I know that are interested in can't afford to spend the money that it would cost to sell prints and frame prints to buy it so as much as that is a possibility and it does happen and I like the idea of it it's the it's, actual it's, process it's a hobby. of doing that's... yeah it's a hobby and it and it's satisfying it's just playing around with the lights and then seeing what you've done on the back of the camera and looking at it later and you're like, ah, oh, that was really satisfying. You know, yeah. that's the, it's not about showing everybody what you've done. It's about creating something and being stoked. Mm. And obviously if it leads to more, then awesome, definitely. But for me, that hasn't happened yet, mainly because I just don't, 
I've got all sorts of things going on and it's like just one of my one of my things and I yeah. don't necessarily it's not it's not my whole life I think if it's the only thing I had going I'd put a lot of energy into maybe making it into a career or something but from past experience I've noticed that if you turn your hobby into your job you might end up hating your hobby because you have to take on work that you're pleasing other people you're yeah. not your own ideas you're just kind of working for a client and, and they might want to do something really boring and then you end up hating what you love because you have to you know it's like if you open a photo studio and then all you're doing is photographing kids yeah other people's kids look in the same way you know I'm sure they're lovely for the family and friend, but that doesn't inspire me but that would be what brings in the money Whereas I want to go crazy with all my friends and dress everybody up and do these crazy scenarios and make scenes and silly characters and music video parody things or, or stop motions that have absolutely no purpose whatsoever. They're just fun. Mm. That's not what makes the money. But that's your purpose, isn't it? Yeah. That's why you do it. Because <laughs> yeah, because it's, it's fun. Yeah. And so, yeah, so because I, I, I tried doing a photo studio for commercial photography and, yeah, all the, all the paid work just made me really like, meh. It's like, yeah, do it, and it's great to get money for something that you enjoy doing, but you enjoy it a little bit less because you're not doing it the way you want to do it. Yeah, and I think that there's a, a big... I've talked about this a lot before. It is There's a big law, especially when you're starting out, that you want an art-related job. You want to work in a gallery or you want to work in a studio or set up a photo studio. And I think you hit the nail on the head. Like, those jobs don't tend to be creative. I don't think, really, a creative job exists unless you create it for yourself. Yeah, yeah, no, I think there is, but definitely you have to create it for yourself. You have to be inspired in the first place and driven to find those jobs or or make those jobs. That's right. But but yeah, if you're just going to go and work it, like you were saying about your own previous yeah. work, you know, just working in our industry isn't necessarily creative. You get to see other people's cool art, but yeah. generally making art doesn't make you money. No. <laughs> Unless you're Tracy Emin or well, somebody like yeah. that. And then... Um, and then you don't even have to make art, you just chuck your bed in the gallery. And... Yeah. <laughs> that depresses me as well. <laughs> well, I don't know, I say fair play to him, I just think it's a, li- it's a little bit skew-whiff in terms of... I don't get the art industry. I've, I'm really, I've always been interested in, in art, of all, all forms of art, sculpture, painting, like historically as well. Um, current, like weird, modern art, the things that other people go, oh, that's not art, that's just a ripped canvas. It's like, well... It's making us talk, though, isn't it? I, like, I, don't, I don't mind. I can go with pretentious stuff. I can go with meaningful. I can go with realism. I can go with all of that. It's all... I'm interested in all of it. I like what I like. I don't like what I don't like. But I'm not I'm not one of those people that go, oh, that's not art, or that's... You know, like, yeah. that's something for somebody else, and this is for me. Um, and with light painting as well. I, there's lots of different styles and techniques and stuff. But for me, I like what I like, and I do what I like. And I see others and go, oh, that's awesome, and I'd like to try that. And others, other ones where I'm like... Not, I can see that that was really cleverly done or, or technically like verging on genius, but, but it's not the final image for me it is what I want to create. Yeah, I, suppose is that I don't really care about the technique so much. Yeah. I was going to say, what's your process? What's the starting point? Is it finding the abandoned building and then kind of that triggers off all the ideas? Or do you have an idea in your head and then you've got to find oh, a building that no. would be good? No, you... Um, it depends. Mm. Sometimes it's like, let's do some photos, and it's raining, and I don't have a babysitter, so we just go to the attic and just experiment 
with whatever we can figure out, you know, get some tinsel or get some reflective fabric or make something out of a carnival toy that has a light in it or whatever and see what it does. Um, and then other times it's like, okay, my partner's home for the evening. He can look after my son. Right, we've got the evening off, girls. Who's coming? You know, who's into it? Where should we go? Um, in England, it's very rare that we have a location first. We're like, okay, we've got a light painting light. Where are we going to go? And then we're like, it's always the same thing. It's like, oh, we could go here. And oh, no, we can't. Oh, we could go here. Oh, no. And we're pretty lazy. We don't tend to go that far. <laughs> <laughs> I think if we did, we'd probably get much more better locations. Um, but no, we usually, very little planning. We kind of go somewhere. Spare at the moment. Yeah, go, go somewhere. I mean, with the actual going, sometimes we're like, okay, that night's going to be clear. Dave's going to be home. We can all go on Thursday night. Who wants to come? Sometimes it's like, now. But you don't know at that point. But we don't know what we're going to do. Is, is it nude? No, no we don't know generally yeah. what we're going to do. I love that. <laughs> we just kind of see. Also, the location dictates, that in, like, inspires you. And yeah. you don't really know. Even if you visit somewhere during the day, a space is very different at night. Um, another thing I love about light painting is all the places we end up in. Like me and my friend Natasha, who's one of my main models, just because she's always up for it. She's always like, oh yeah, I'm, okay, dish, dish, I'm going out. And I, you know, look after the kids. <laughs> going light painting. You know, a drop of a hat, like half an hour's notice. So we've got the night off. Yeah, okay, yeah, I'm with, I'm with you. What shall I wear? <laughs> and we kind of find ourselves in like forests and full moon in the middle of the night going wow this is like we haven't even taken a picture or, or gotten any kit out and we're already like oh isn't this awesome yeah and look look at where we found ourselves in the middle of the night that happens quite often um and and you also start when whenever you go anywhere you're always like oh this this could be good we could, we could come back here or or that, I wonder if it's dark here at night you know if there's street lights or I mean, you think, can, yeah I think I'm too much of a planner I love that about what, what you're saying about your process, about how you can kind of just go out there and, and be inspired by it, kind of on the spur of the moment. And I think that's really, it really is creative. It's kind of work with what you've got when you've got it. You it, can't plan it. You can't no, plan you, when there's a full We did in. used to do a lot more planning. The kind of photography that we used to do a lot more of, which is where you have to kind of make a scene and characters and we'd all have a costume. I had this massive attic full, like so full of clothes like everything Think I would buy things from the charity shop that didn't even fit me going it's alright it'll fit one of my friends I'll and we can take someone. a photo of it <laughs> like literally just masses and masses of stuff and, and it would require planning we'd go okay where are we going to go obviously the weather's always a big thing when you're shooting on location especially in England where the weather's always rubbish um, and then we'd, we'd have to plan obviously because there's going to be models and for I wouldn't necessarily you know mostly I'd be the art director and we worked closely with a photographer called Paul a local guy Paul Roylance who would often kind of work with us just for the fun of it you know just to go out and do something creative although the kind of stuff that we did was not necessarily the kind of things he'd normally do <laughs> he was he's quite a classic photographer and we'd make him do some crazy stuff like photograph everyone in multicolored costumes and all these characters and and it's not really his style he's quite classic and yeah <laughs> traditional um, but he would always be game, you know, and he'd be the, he'd do the technical thing and I'd do the design and get the models and somebody would come and do, I'm not very good at makeup and hair and stuff. So somebody would come and help with that. And, and I just, everyone would have, okay, we're going to do it like this. And we want a bit of this. And it would be like 90% plan, 10% just how it kind of worked out in the end. And, and, it, and you'd have to plan it because otherwise it wouldn't work, yeah. you know, and you're, you're taking people and kit and costumes to, to some 
hill somewhere <laughs> with a tree and you're putting people in the tree and people in front of the tree and and, and and you kind of have to figure out sometimes we'd have people hanging from trees so you'd have the, Chris the gentleman that just walked yeah. in he'd be coming to rig everybody in into a harness <laughs> to hang them from a tree or whatever um, so we, I think now because I have a kid it's a little we're a little bit less flexible like a little bit yeah. you can't so you kind of less have to yeah you have to like well you can still be spur of the moment but you don't have a time around it to plan everything it's a little bit more like your time slot smaller. Before, we'd dedicate a whole day to creating this picture. Do you find, because of that restriction, you're more productive in that time frame? Or is, is it, does it feel a bit pressured that you have to do something great in this two hours? Well, we don't have to do anything because you're not doing it for anybody else. Yeah. It's, we, we want to do something great, but sometimes it's not that great. Sometimes you're like, meh. But it's funny because I'm quite particular. It's like I, I'm a bit of a perfectionist. And if you're shooting with somebody new, guaranteed there's a couple of tricks that if you pull out that type of steel wool, for, for example, it's like, it's like, it looks like fireworks. You just light steel wool and you spin it and all the sparks fly off. And, and it looks really dramatic. You know, for light painters, it's a bit meh. Everybody does it. It's always a bit samey. But if somebody hasn't done it before and you take a photo of them with steel wool on it and then they see the back of the camera they're like wow <laughs> whereas I'm like meh it's a bit this it's a bit that oh, this could have been better it's not symmetrical the circle isn't perfect or this bit of light's randomly here that shouldn't be but the person who isn't doing it all the time is always like this is cool yeah <laughs> so you know so it, that, do you quite yeah. like working with people like that so you can kind of keep getting reinvigorated with that it is cool that you um, don't get jaded with it yeah it's not well. It's nice to just. It's nice being able to give people pictures of themselves that they like. Yeah, that's something that I've I've always enjoyed. Is take you know a lot of people don't like being photographed or don't mm. like picture, pictures of themselves. Um, and I've always enjoyed taking a picture of someone that they like, because yeah. especially when they don't normally like pictures of themselves. And with light painting, it's different because you're working in the dark. The person who's being photographed, it's not. You don't have that normal weird, Less like, I'm looking focus. into a lens. Like, like, you're sat in the dark. You don't mm. really know what's going on. You're holding still for, like, a minute at a time. It's not, it's not a normal photogra- pho- photographic experience. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty cool. Um, and, it's, and you can often, just with techniques, you can, you can take a photo of them that they'll like because they don't understand how you've done it. Yeah. And they don't look necessarily look normal. I mean... I mean, I'm not going to turn anybody into an alien or anything. Oh, actually, that could. <laughs> but, but yeah, it's nice taking pictures of the people and they go, oh, wow. Like, Presenting them in a, a, a way that they never Yeah, in a different light. Yeah. <laughs> Mic drop. Yeah. Uh, so this is the kind of question that I ask everyone, but what does creativity mean to you? Mm, doing something I enjoy to produce something I like to look at. Yeah. Maybe is a way of describing it. But that would, that would be very personal to me. Mm. I don't think necessarily that's why other people do it, because some people create things that aren't nice to look at. They just create things to create a conversation or to make a point. Or, you know, when you're talking about art, the art, like modern art, when mm. people are a bit more commenten- commenting on life, I'm not... I'm not worried about that. I'm not trying to make a statement. I'm You're not trying. In the visual. I'm literally. I'm. It's all about the visual. I like things that are pretty or interesting to look but at. But you almost or... want to get that visual through a fun journey. Like you want. Yeah. 
to in- enjoy the whole process. It's... Yeah, I tend to do art that I enjoy doing. Um, sometimes I start something and it becomes a bit arduous because, like, I've, I've started a mural in a park nearby, okay. and I enjoy it. But it's a lot. It's a lot of work. But sometimes it's I just pa- can't it's, finish it. Yeah, sometimes it's a painful enjoyment because I used to do really large scale kind of photorealist drawing. Oh my god. Yeah, it drives me mad. Yeah, but I just go. I love it, and I'm like. Yeah, yeah, but actually, you get halfway you get through, through, and you're like, oh, no, do I actually through. love this? Yeah, yeah. but so, you know that when it's finished, you will. Yeah, there's yeah. like that pain. The inspired bit in the in the beginning, but the and then the, the beginning you're still inspired, and then you get to a point. Where, you can, where you've done so much, but you've still so much to do, especially with photorealism, like, geez. Yeah. Like, that's about, as, the, the bird up there is about as close as I've got to, like, arduous tasks, because I know what I'm going to do. I've done it small scale, and it's taken me a few hours, and then suddenly I'm doing it, like, eight times the size, and it's like, oh my god, this is going to take me three days, what have I started? Vision, but know. because you've started, you have to, you've just yeah. got to persevere. And then, obviously, you get close to the end, and you see it coming together, and mm. it's really satisfying again. Yeah. I, did, I think satisfaction is quite a big yeah. when I've done this conversation with other people it's been interesting seeing the split between kind of artists and design background because mm-hmm. artists tend to be more self-driven in terms of creativity is them having fun or it means everything or it's translated into Does... their everyday activities yeah. and the design based people so far have been creativity is how you interpret a brief and how you put yeah, your spin on and, something. And design stuff, you generally work towards something that has a certain function. Yeah. You know, you, I did. there was a phase where I liked to mix things, you know, like I'd like to paint things that were useful. So you'd create a piece of art, but it had a use. Like, you know, I'd find an old chair and I'd refurb it, but colourful with like fancy fabric on the cushion and then like all sorts of techniques on the thing. And so you've done something really pretty, but then it has a purpose. Yeah. Or skateboards. I painted skateboards quite a lot so that I could paint a picture, but it wasn't useless. You don't just hang it on the wall. If you wanted to use it, you could. You know. Yeah. So that's another another way of selling your art. If you're an artist, like making your art functional so that somebody is more likely to buy it because they don't just think it's pretty, but they have a use for it. So, mm. so that I used to think along those lines quite a bit. I would definitely say that if the stuff, the designy stuff. Yeah, I hate working to a brief, by the way. I can't work to a oh, brief. Oh, God. <laughs> I remember that from uni and just being rubbish at it. Well, no, I used to, like, with school, I was great at it because they'd give me a word and that's what the project had to be based. And my challenge was how can I get as far away from that word but justify why it's still related? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but I used to find so the thing is, with school, school is fine because school, but it's not really that serious, and you no. know, and, and they just wanted you to have ideas and stuff. So, and because there was no, like, there wasn't nobody was teachers are a lot more forgiving you know you can design something can really you can get a bit abstract because there isn't actually a client (laughs) you know and the teacher will be happy as long as you can they can see the potential of you being able to process and all that kind of thing and then college got a little bit more difficult because they'd want the briefs got a bit more particular at uni I just oh god I started struggling (laughs) because I did I went from art an art course to a graphic design course which is very different so I mean, it was St. Martin's, so luckily they had a very... It was very ideas-based. It wasn't... It It was just before everything turned computer-based and digital. You know, I was still working with scissors and glue and photocopiers and collages and painting and making stuff. And, you know, now, graphic design, you, you have to know. Yeah. Most of your time, you're on a computer. 
100%. That does not interest me at all. Mm. Not at all. You know, and and the course was more, you know, you could go towards art direction. So you could, it was, you know, it was, it was a in, interesting because they made you think about stuff rather than being, I don't know, it was before everything was like, okay, now you have to set it out really nicely on Illustrator or Photoshop. Yeah. But did that kill the fun for you? Oh yeah, massively. Yeah. <laughs> it, it did for me, like, I was too grade uh, focused. So I wanted, I was a people pleaser and I wanted to get the best grades I could. But I definitely sacrificed my sense of fun and process and yeah. everything in that mix. And now I'm trying to find my way back to making for my own sake. Making it fun. And then. just making it fun and making it... Doing what you want to do. Exactly. You want to... Do you know what? You're far more likely to become successful and enjoy your success if you've just done it for yourself. For eight. You know, pe- people say to me, you know, why don't you do it like this? Or why don't you do it like that? And you're not making any money from it. What's the point? I'm like... I don't need, you know, that's not why I'm doing it. Mm. But how much more rewarding would it be is if you're just doing it for yourself and then you become successful rather than trying to become successful and sacrificing a piece of yourself for yeah. that success and then it kind of being guaranteed but you're not being true to yourself. So I'd, I'd, I mean, I worked as a labourer or a furniture mover or all sorts yeah. of random things that had no creativity, just really basic, quite often just basic physical stuff. You go to work. You do it, nine to five, blah, blah, blah. You come home, you don't have to think about it again. It pays you money and then you can do whatever you want artistically in your spare time. Whatever you nobody's going to go, oh no, that's not working for what we need it for or that's not going to print well or that's not going to, that's not the right size painting for our wall or that's not the right, you know, kind of design for our magazine or whatever. Like nobody's telling you what you can and cannot do. You earn your money somewhere else and you do it for what you want and the people who are most happy with their success are the people who've done it for themselves and then found success anyway later on yeah after doing it for themselves for nothing for ages and would carry on doing it whether yeah the whether they think success or happens or not yeah. yeah yeah me and my boyfriend are very different like that he's constant you know he thinks everything you need to like focus it and make it marketable and blah 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 and i'm like i'm not i'm doing my thing i, I don't really care <laughs> you know if nobody pays me to photograph them I'm still going to photograph people. Yeah. You know, I go, at the moment I'm bottling essential oil, so that's what pays my bills, and I don't have to photograph anyone for money because yeah. I'm bottling essential oils. But if you see someone you want to photograph, you yeah. just have to... Yeah, and I do that as well. I, like, walk up to random people in the street and go, excuse me, you're really beautiful, can I take pictures of you? <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, what? Here's my you business card, like they call me. Yeah, I remember I used to sketch people on trains, and people would be questioning me, like, are you sure you're allowed to do that? They're not Everyone's so drawing's different. Photographing, thing. you can't photograph a person. Yeah, but you can do it quite that sneaky. They don't know. Yeah, but drawing's different. I think drawing, you can. I think you can just draw people. Yeah. Whether if you're in a public place and you're drawing someone, it's fine because I suppose photography. Photography's a little bit different. Exactly. Obviously, you get documentary photography where there's, you know, you can kind of go around and photograph life, you know, but specifically targeting a person and being like, I'm gonna photo. <laughs> can be you're a bit creepy. Bit, <laughs> little bit creepy. <laughs> Especially if it's hot people, you know, yeah. like if it's just normal everyday people and you're just capturing them as they're walking past, whatever. But when you start targeting only beautiful young women, I think people are going to think you're being a bit creepy. I don't know. And I'm a little bit shallow like that. I love all my photos. Because of the whole fashion photography interest that I kind of grew up with, it's always models. Yeah. You know, so for a picture to to be just just that kind of generic, like interesting to everyone. Obviously, a photograph of a person is interesting to the people that know them or if they have particularly interesting features you know if it's just just normal average joe blogs 
then the people that know them or people that are interested in that type of photography are going to be interested. But as soon as your subject is model beautiful, then you have that whole like superficial, every, you can't help but like pictures of pretty people. Mm. You know, so you instantly appealing to a wider audience because people who don't care about photography or who don't care about light painting or who don't care about portraiture or whatever are still going to be like, oh, that's a nice picture. And they're not, they don't really know that they like it more because the person's beautiful. Mm. That, that's just a subconscious thing, but you do. It's just that sadly people are shallow and the world's shallow and that's just how it is. So what's your philosophy of life? Be nice, have fun. I guess. Succinct. <laughs> yeah. Um, try. Yeah. Um, take responsibility for yourself and your actions. Try not to do anything that's going to hurt other people. Respect yourself. Respect other people. And enjoy yourself. Be happy, you know. Aspire to be happy. Don't aspire to be rich or don't aspire to be famous or don't aspire to own certain things, you know. Mm. You know, aspire to happiness and figure out what are the things that make you happy, I guess. To what makes you happy? Travelling, taking photos, painting sometimes, when I have time, um, hanging out with friends, doing all those things that I just said with my friends. <laughs> <laughs> Family, travelling, photography and art with friends. Yeah, definitely. That's the perfect you know, some people are very like, getting very in themselves mm. and do it by themselves. I'm like, I'm going to do art. Who wants to come over and do it with me, you know? Let's all hang out and do art and create something together. That's fab. Yeah. Not that practical anymore, though. <laughs> having a kid having a kid throws a spanner in the works, for sure. Just a tad. But how have you found that that affects your creativity? I just have to plan it more. Yeah. I mean, and again, the light painting thing has worked quite well at this part of my life because I just need a box of torches on my camera. You know, whereas before the photographs we did, they required planning, they required getting costumes and props and models, like a bunch of people, you know, it wouldn't necessarily be one person, and setting it up in a space and then clearing everything away afterwards. With light painting, you literally, you have a person, or or not, although I do tend to still photograph people mainly, um, and a box of torches. And, and you go there, and everything you create is light. It's only there for the instant that you're creating it. It's not there afterwards. You don't have anything to tidy away. You just put the torches back in the box and grab your camera and go home and look yeah. at it you know so so the having Zali has the light painting thing has worked because it's easier to just go out for a couple of hours after you've gone to bed do it and then come back and it's not created chaos in my whole house like photo shoots used to oh my god <laughs> they'd literally be boxes of props all around for like the following week fabric everywhere like backdrops like lying around and costumes and makeup and glitter but for some reason it always has to be used and uh, it will be everywhere <laughs> where's the most inspiring place you visited um when I went to Bolivia and we did the road trip through the salt lakes it was like three days and every day the landscape was totally different and it, and it didn't really the way the trip was didn't really allow the time to go out and be creative in the space but looking back it's probably one of the most beautiful places I've been and interesting and varied and stuff. So it, it's very inspiring looking back and like, oh, damn it, I should, you know, if I had been into my painting then, I could have done all these awesome things. Yeah. So of all kind of the creative projects you've done over the years mm -hmm. and everything you've learned along the way, if you got a chance to talk to your 20-year-old self, would you change any of that journey? Would you get them into light painting sooner? Would you... 
I probably would. I mean, I did. I did start experimenting with light painting when I was in my teens. It's just it wasn't really a thing. We just did it a few times, and I did it once or twice at uni. Thing is, I had loads of fun. I had loads of fun. I did lots of travelling. I'd say probably work a little bit harder in between. Um, because I just I've just had it. I've had it quite easy. Um, and there was there's times where I could, probably could have put a little bit more effort in, and then just the reward would have been greater. You know, I've done a lot of travelling. If I'd have worked a little bit harder in the summer, then maybe I wouldn't have come back in two grand debt. I'd just be at zero, you know, li- yeah. little things like that, which mean that you can do more. But, I mean, how could I have done more? I did, I did so much travelling. Like, there was a time, I think I went to Barcelona five times in one year. Like, <laughs> I couldn't dream of doing that now. But, um, yeah, maybe stick at things a little bit more. I'm very, I'm one of those, you know, I get bored very quickly, do a little bit, little bit of everything all the time and not too much of the same... No, try harder at skateboarding. Don't don't worry about what people think of you. <laughs> you know, that was what I used to skate when I was younger, and and I'd always being a girl on a skateboard at the time when I skate. But everybody would look at you. So I don't want anyone to look. at me. I just want to practice it by myself. And you've got to fall. Just over get over. Yeah, just get over it. Just get over it. It doesn't matter what people think. Just do it. Yeah, just just don't worry about what other people think of you. I guess don't try and please people. Don't hang out with people who you think are cool because other people think they're cool. Hang out with people that actually make you happy to hang out with them stuff like that yeah oh I can hear I can hear Zali and Dave coming home from yeah. the workshop perfect well I think that kind of wraps it up I think that's a good way to end things okay so thank cool. you very much oh you're very welcome it's been a pleasure I hope you enjoyed this episode of Keeping Curious with Kim Von Coles I loved her approach to making her artwork and how much fun she had I think the basic message I got from our whole conversation was just enjoy yourself and I think as a creative that's something that we need to hear more often and we need to remind other people to do it as well because so often we get caught up in our own worlds and we get worried and self-doubt and all of these negative connotations to just have someone say yeah making artwork's fun it's a nice little reminder for what artwork used to be back in the day so thank you to kim for being open honest and sharing your kitchen with me for an hour I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you'd like to join us on the Facebook group, uh, we've renamed it The Curious. So we'd love to have you there and you can talk about what you enjoyed from the show and also just share any kind of things that you found inspiring each week. Until next time, take care and keep curious.